Rebecca Groves Brannock is an accomplished author in the realm of school counseling with two books, one titled The Essential Guide to Effective School Counseling Programs and her most recent Meet My School Counselor, Mrs. Sparks. And not to mention that she's currently developing her next publication. Dr. Brannock is also an educator, school counselor, and entering into retirement to enjoy what life has next. Join us to hear about reflecting, becoming an author, and how to live life well in our discussion called The Power of Influence, featuring Dr. Rebecca Groves Brannock. Becky, thank you so much for joining us on There is Power in Your Story today. I was wondering if you could start by telling our audience a little bit about yourself, both personally and professionally. Sure, would be happy to, Veronica. I am the youngest of six girls in our family. My mother was from the Philippine Islands, so there was a, a strong Asian presence in our home while I was growing up. I spent my childhood in the St. Louis area, but my dad was transferred for his job and we relocated uh, when I was in high school to a, a rural area in Southern Missouri. And I just loved that, uh, being exposed to gardening and, and just having a love for, for Mother Earth. I just finished up my 40th year as an educator having spent the past 25 years as a counselor educator at Pittsburgh State University in Kansas, working as the school counseling program director there. And on the personal side, my husband and I have been married for the past 37 years. We have one daughter. We have four grands living in Concord, Georgia. It's about an hour outside of the Atlanta area. And we also have two four-legged children. Uh, we truly consider ourselves to be blessed. We truly do. And uh, we just, we cherish, you know, time with loved ones and, and just being able to reflect on that as we're uh, really heading into our retirement years soon. And it sounds like you have a beautiful family and, and beautiful experiences that really go along with that. And you've done some great work, in my opinion, at Pittsburgh State. Also, I know you have two books that are out. Could you tell our listeners about your books? Sure. Thank you for that opportunity. The first one was a textbook that I wrote and was published last year uh, through Cognella Publishing. Uh, the title of it is The Essential Guide to Effective School Counseling Programs. I use that as a textbook in a summer class that I teach, Program Planning and Management and School Counseling on our campus. But I wrote it in hopes that beginning school counselors would be able to use it as really a, a beginner's manual, if you will, uh, in being able to get a school counseling program established in their school district. And the second one is just a, a really recent publication. It just came out a few weeks ago. Uh, it's just a children's book, Meet My School Counselor, Mrs. Sparks. And it is one that school counselors can use as they're doing their orientations at the beginning of the school year to let students know how they can, can work with their school counselors and uh, find help through their services. Would you mind sharing with our listeners what may have influenced you to write 
meet my school counselor, Mrs. Sparks? Well, it is a very special book to me. Uh, The title is really named after my mentor, uh, Dr. Roseanne Sparks, who I followed at Pittsburgh State University. She was my advisor when I was working on my EDS uh, degree there. I've known her for over 30 years and we've continued to stay in touch. Uh, It's a story that's about a, a Filipino girl named Helen Jane, and it really uh, mimics my mom's childhood story. Uh, She grew up in the Philippine Islands and just some of the struggles and and a story about how her school counselor helped her through some of those challenges. And I know a question I often get as a clinical social worker is what led me to this profession. So I'm going to extend that same question to you of What led you into counseling and school counseling? You know, I had a wonderful high school counselor, Mr. Mack, and he was there for guidance. He was there uh, just as a listening ear of support uh, throughout those high school years. I was an early graduate, uh, graduating at the end of my junior year, and, and he really facilitated me through that process. And so that's truly what led me to the school counseling profession. I wanted to be able to help students the way he helped me. Uh, it's a, it is a profession that I am so thankful that I was led to and have had the opportunity, really, Veronica, to be able to work in for four for decades now. After you transitioned from Pittsburgh State and your current role, what do you think your life will look like or what are you hoping your life is going to look like? You know, and that's, uh, that is a question that um, I am really curious to see what direction and what path that's going to lead to. Uh, my hope is that I'll be able to, my husband and I will be able to do some things that we have not really had the time to be able to do and enjoy and share uh, just due to the professional uh, work that I've done. But my hope is that in, in some way, I'm still going to be able to give back to the profession. Uh, my goal is to continue writing uh, professionally. I have a title for a second children's book that I would like to have published by 2022. And, and it will be a continuation, basically, of Helen Jane's story. It'll be a book on diversity. I like how you're going to continue in the writing aspect. That's another way that you can spread your knowledge. Let me ask, I know many of our listeners may be interested in writing their own book or interested in publishing. It may be a passion of theirs. Kind of what made it a passion of yours? And along that writing and publishing process, what helped you or what may have been challenges that you overcame along the way? You know, my desire to write really began at an early age. I was about, I believe in about fifth grade, and I started a a small neighborhood newspaper called Murphy News and Views in our neighborhood. And my desire just to be able to write about events that were occurring in the neighborhood and, uh, you know, I had a little classified ad section and uh, it, I, I, actually developed that newspaper on an old Underwood. Uh, It was just a standard typewriter that uh, I could create six copies at a time. I used carbon carbon paper, believe it or not. 
So that was kind of the start of my writing journey. Through the process of that, I had colleagues who had also written textbooks and and I asked a lot of questions and did some research before really delving into my own, but have just had a tremendous support base at Pittsburgh State and have had colleagues who have been able to help me navigate some of those waters along the way. It's so interesting how we can look back on our childhood and see links to what we are doing and who we are now. I like how you shared about that newspaper that you developed for your neighborhood. Do you see any other reflections from your childhood that you still see in your life? I sure do. In fact, in my baby book, which I still have, uh, there was an entry when I was 10 years old. And to write about career aspirations, it was like, when I get older, I want to either be a fourth grade teacher. At that time, I loved my fourth grade teacher, Miss Lampy, or I wanted to be, a, I wrote it as a beauty salon operator, a cosmetologist. And really one of those came true in, in terms of the educational path. I suppose the second one uh, through this pandemic, I've started cutting my husband's hair. And so we laugh about that, that I guess I became a cosmetologist of sorts after all. Yes, this pandemic seems to have brought a lot of different skills (laughs) out of us. Certainly has. And I think about too, as you were sharing a little bit, bit about yourself with our listeners, you mentioned about gardening as well, that that was an interest. So does gardening, is that still a passion for you? It definitely is. And I, I have a large 25 by 25 foot garden spot. Uh, plus, if that wasn't enough, I asked my husband to build me six small uh, garden spots besides that. And so I love to raise my own vegetables and we have several fruit trees. And at the side of my large garden, I always plant a long row of zinnia flowers uh, it was a, an old-fashioned flower that my grandmother, Rebecca, used to, to love to raise, and, and my dad did as well. But I, the significance of raising those zinnias is I will deadhead the flowers and save the seeds. And every semester, for as long as I can remember since I've been at Pittsburgh State, I share those with my students. And we talk about how, as teachers and as counselors, we plant seeds with our our students. And sometimes we may never know what we may reap or harvest from those seeds, but it's the just the visual of being able to share with them the significance, the importance of the work they're, that they're about to do. And I appreciate how you took something, I guess, very personal for you from your garden, the seeds, and you were able to turn that into a learning experience. I think a powerful learning experience for your students to fully understand what their roles are as counselors. It truly, uh, truly has been. And just those connections and those relationships that they can establish with their students and clients and and the significance of those, uh, those connections. And with your role of counselor, What impact do you think that has had on your life or what impact do you hope to leave with others? You know, Veronica, I've always really uh, held the notion 
uh, of service, service to others. And, and in a sense with the counseling profession, I see that as being able to provide a service to other people in need and to be able to assist them in whatever way that we can with the challenges that they face in their life and to be able to empower them with the skills to be able to continue moving forward in a, in a really positive direction in their lives. And, and during our conversation, I've noticed we've been able to talk about your childhood, where you were, um, where you are now uh, with family, with, with your profession, and then some things you hope to see uh, coming, down, coming down the lane with your, with your writing, say continue gardening, any other thoughts you would like to share with our listeners? Um, tips that you can pull from your own life that may be motivation or encouragement? Well, you know, one, one that I really um, think about, just kind of the whole tra trajectory for my life in the past 60, almost 61 years, uh, and it's been evident through one of my very favorite scriptures, Proverbs 3, 6, that says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And I truly believe, Veronica, if the good Lord came down today from heaven and he said, you know, Becky, you can rewind your life. What would you do differently? I honestly would follow the same path. Uh, I would still become an educator, uh, still become a counselor, and I would follow the same course that my life is, has led. And, and also believing that uh, the significance of that service to others, that's a value that's really important to me. That's a strong response when you can look back over your life and accept it like it is and be able to say, I would walk that same path. So I like that you shared the scripture and that you were able to say that you would keep it as it is. Absolutely. And, and Veronica, I, you know, I love quotes. I always start my classes with a quote to kind of get things set off on a positive tone. But there's one that Mark Twain has said, and you may have heard this one before, that the two most important days of your life are the day that you're born and the day that you find out why. And I truly believe in looking back over my life, uh, what I was led to, to be, my why was to become an educator, to be able to teach others, to inspire others. And really to pull from that exponential component that what I share and what I teach with others, they're going to be able to pass that on in their careers and in their lifetimes. And that just keeps on growing. And that's pretty powerful. The day that you're born and the day that you find out why. Mm. That, that was my first time hearing that. And I love it. It has so much meaning to it. It truly does. And I share that one with students. Uh, you know, I just, that, that is a, a quote that I really live by and that uh, they may find that they will do as well. We're nearing our last few minutes. Are there any um, closing words you'd like to share with our listeners? Sure. You know, I, I also end my classes each week with an inspirational story. And so I want to be able to end uh, this this session today with one that I just want to share what my best friend's mother, she just turned 111 the end of last month. And when I asked her what she recommended to live a long life, this is what she shared. And I call these Rachel's rules for living. 
The first one is she said, praise God every day. I love that. I start out with a, with my devotionals and my prayer list. Uh, that's how I get grounded and that's how I, I get things going for the day. The second thing is she said, do something nice for someone every day. And I think that's, that's back to that service mentality of helping others. The third thing that she said was to stay busy. And I think that's so true. There's so much that we have that we can do and that we can fill our lives with that can be productive. And then the fourth and final was one was rest when you are tired. And I think when I look back on, on her recommendations, that really sums up a life well lived. She was a retired librarian. Family's very, very important to her and living proof that, like I said, she just turned 111 a few weeks ago. I would like to post links and let our listeners know more about your books and, and that people can gain more information necessary about counseling and how it's a strong support to the lives of others. And also, I hope to have you back again in the future. That sounds wonderful, Veronica. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I wish your, your listening audience very well and, and uh, just being able to finish up and get through this pandemic and, and stay safe. I'm thankful I had the opportunity to speak with Dr. Brannick today and to hear so much about her story. I hope you were influenced. And please remember, down in the show notes, The Essential Guide to Effective School Counseling Programs and Meet My School Counselor, Mrs. Sparks. Click on the links to access her books. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please share with some friends and encourage them to listen. I hope you enjoy your day and I'm looking forward to sharing our next podcast discussion with you. Take care.